Moms Unscripted is a production of Mops International. If you'd like to find a group near you, go to mops.org forward slash group search. If you'd like to start a group, go to mops.org forward slash start a group. Well, friends, this is going to be a fun one. Our guest today is a finance guy turned stand-up comedian. Yes, you heard that right. He comes from a prominent pastor's family, but he decided to create his own path by completely flipping the script. From Sanctuary to SNL, One Man's Journey. We can't wait to ask him all about it. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we could all use a little levity these days. Today's episode is a nudge to laugh, to take life and ourselves a little less seriously, and to trust the power of timing in comedy and in life. So let's get to know our guest. Homeschooled preacher's kids with finance degrees don't usually quit their budget analyst jobs that provide health insurance to be stand-up comedians, but Andrew Stanley didn't know that. He's now touring all over the country. He's the winner of the 2017 search for the South's funniest accountant, and in 2019, he was selected as a new face of comedy at Montreal's prestigious Just for Laughs Laughs Comedy Festival. Andrew's parents are still alive, so he works clean. Oh my gosh, every time I read that, that line gets me. <laughs> so so funny. All right, Andrew. Well, welcome to Moms Unscripted. The first question I have for you, we were reading your bio, and it says that you were the winner of the 2017 search for the South's Funniest Accountant. Is this like a real thing, or are you just like pranking us? Is it a real thing? It yeah. is like the real thing. Really? Um, every comedian you've ever heard of has a one time. They started the there. South's funniest accountant. Okay. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Really? Not even from the South. Wow. Uh, wow. No, it is. I uh, I was like one year into stand up and I got, I saw something like a Facebook ad that was like, it's a stand up competition and it's for accountants. And I, at the time I was like a financial analyst. So I was like, I feel like that's close, close enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. And you have to go and audition, and it's a one-minute audition in front of four judges, and there's not even an audience. And so I did that, and I got in, and then I realized that of all the people that have been chosen, I was the only one that had ever done stand-up before. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I've only been doing stand-up one year. I'm probably going to be way behind. But it turns <laughs> out no one else had done it at all. Wait so I don't think that all the accountants in the South were taken into account. It was really like – six of us that all lived in Atlanta, <laughs> but I did win. I won a, I won a weekend trip to Las Vegas. What? Wow. Wow. So yes. My brother That's and I went time. to Vegas for the first wow. time. Wow. Congratulations. Amazing. So winning that actually ended up costing me money. I just went to <laughs> Vegas and lost all my money. So the opposite of a prize. Amazing. <laughs> but now you've got this claim to fame. Yes. It's my proudest achievement. Yeah, <laughs> right up there in your bio. That's right. We had we couldn't figure it out fully. We couldn't quite figure he, it out for sure. Is he being serious? Well, I feel like He's I real. can't take it out because it, it, it is the one that people always ask about. And I'm like, that's not my most impressive, but it is my most interesting credit. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your most impressive? It's one that no one knows cares about. It's uh, I was a new face at the 2019 Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, which actually is kind of a, a really big honor. Um, but if you're not in the comedy world, no one really knows about it, but it's Howie Mandel's big, uh, um, festival that's been going on for a long time. And, uh, to be one of the new faces is a, is a big deal in my world. So that was really fun. That is fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you left your regular job to go into stand up. Tell us about I that. Did. did you tell your parents first? Yeah. It's one of the, those things where you, you, you know, you, 
doing stand-up and I was just doing it at night when I had a, you know, a day job. I was a financial analyst and uh, I was just, every night I was just going out and doing shows and then I started to getting asked, asked to travel. To, so I'd start using my vacation days to go do <laughs> stuff like MomCon or <laughs> volunteer appreciation night at a church or whatever it was, a fundraiser. And, um, and so I did that for about a year and a half. And then it was October of 2018 and I was out of vacation days for the rest of the year. And I had just kind of accepted a new job. that was kind of a promotion in the same company. And so I p- told my current boss, I was like, Hey, I just got this job, you know, in our other building. So I'm just gonna be here two more weeks. And then like a week into the two weeks, I was like, you know what? I think it's October. I know I have enough stuff booked through March of next year that I could, you know, survive. And maybe I should just quit and see how long <laughs> I can just stand up and maybe I'll just keep booking stuff. And, um, and so I prayed about it a lot and talked to my then girlfriend, who's now my fiance, um, and my parents and everybody was just like, yeah, we think you should have quit six months ago. And wow. I was like, oh. I'm such a like careful person. Like, I think I was the last person to decide that it was the right thing to do, wow. but I ended up just telling my new boss, like, Hey, I'm actually not going to be starting here <laughs> next week. Uh, sorry. And they were like, Oh, why did you get a better offer? I was like, no, actually I am a stand up comedian, which I didn't mention in my interview. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna do that. But then I had lunch with a, the person that was going to hire me a few weeks ago. And I was like, Hey, did you guys end up uh, filling that job that I quit before I started? And he was like, yeah, we had to, we interviewed a bunch more people. and We started asking them like, Hey, and, uh, before we hire you for this, you <laughs> Do don't you have, have like, anything else. Weird hustle. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Were you always funny? I don't think so. Um, I've always been such an introvert. I was never telling jokes. I was never like, you know, people always ask comedians if they were like the class clown. And I don't think I was ever that. I was probably thinking of jokes and not saying them or whispering them to someone else to say. Mm-hmm. But um, I never felt like confidently funny enough to be the life of the party or the class clown or anything like that. But I think I was funny to like my close friends. I think they would probably say I was funny, but. If I go to, if we had a 10 year high school reunion, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, we always knew you'd be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, so then how did you start uh, your first gig? Is that funny, like, Andrew? What, what was your first gig? My first gig, um, pretty much to start stand up, you have to, you have to perform at the hardest gigs first, which is really backwards because you have, because no one wants to hire you to go up at a, in a good room with a nice audience. That's for the, the why they're going to ask the good established comedians to do those shows. So you have to start just doing open mics, which is what it sounds like. You just go sign up and then anybody that signs up can go talk into the microphone for five minutes. And so I did my first several at the laughing skull lounge here in midtown Atlanta, um, which is about 85 seat comedy club. And, um, I remember I went to it, I was so nervous. I was, I was honestly, I could not have been more nervous to do it. And so I'd never been to one. So I went and just watched one. Um, and it's about 20 comedians doing five minutes each. It takes like two and a half hours. It was, they've, they're, they've gotten them shorter since then, but back then it was like 20. And, um, I remember sitting there and watching people go on stage. And by the end of it, I was like, 
all right, I will not be the worst one. <laughs> like, I might be bad, but I'm not going to be memorably bad next to some of these crazy people. Because anybody can sign up. It's a lot of just mm-hmm. insane people um, that are going up with props and just saying insane things and just trying to get the audience to have any reaction, in whether it's a gasp or laughter or whatever. And so it gave me confidence in that, oh, I'll be surrounded by other bad people, so it should be okay. <laughs> Um, I was still insanely nervous and totally did my jokes out of order and like couldn't even remember it afterwards. It was like I had blacked out or something. Wow. Um, but I just kind of kept going up uh, around around town at all the open mics and making friends with other comedians in the city and slowly kind of became a com- you know my community at night mm-hmm. after work and uh then it just got to be really fun once you feel like you have all right i have five minutes that i know will work so if i try new stuff i can always retreat back to the stuff that should work mm-hmm. but when you're starting out you don't have any of that it's all new it's all, even now when i do new material i get nervous but when you start it's all new and you're new so it's really mm. horrifying wow <laughs> so it wasn't the worst five minutes of your life uh no probably not no i'm sure i've had worse five minute periods of my life but it is definitely up there i remember remember when i turned 18 my friends and i went skydiving and i remember being scared going up in the airplane but i think the only thing i can compare sitting on the chair in the comedy club waiting for my turn and i was like 17th out of 20 so sitting through 16 other comedians just knowing wow all right three more and then it's me two more and then it's me it was like when you're going up in the airplane to go skydiving and you realize, oh, I'm not landing with this plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this plane's going to land and I won't be in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only thing that's ever felt comparable to that feeling wow. is, uh, right before my first open mic. Wow. You seemed super comfortable at MomCon. Like, just like you've been doing it for years, just super seasoned. Well, I definitely think it definitely would have been not seemed that way if I had done it in my first year or so. But um, also, that's just the kindest, most generous, forgiving crowd I've ever experienced. And uh, there is something about a crowd of especially when it's like mostly women or all women. It's just a different energy in the room. And it's really good for for stand up. Mm-hmm. And it's, I always feel like a some a comfort knowing that that's the audience because I've in the past that's gone well for me so Mm -hmm. i was comfortable but they made it that way good so i'm curious have you ever had a moment on stage that like did not go well or like an embarrassing moment that really stands out in your mind like this was the moment that i will remember forever because it was such a horrible experience yeah yeah i was several uh (laughs) not one there's several when you start stand up, you have to be very bad at it for a while. Like nobody's just good right off the bat. I mean, very few people can just start hit the ground running. So you have to really kind of suffer a lot and just decide you're going to keep doing it. So I have plenty of memories from that period. Um, two that stand out. I there's one time I was hosting at the Punchline, which is another comedy club here in Atlanta, and. Um, Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, <laughs> a celebrity dropped in. Uh, shoot. Ooh. Okay, the other one was I was also hosting at the Punchline. And when you're hosting, they kind of want you to talk to the crowd a little bit, kind of welcome everybody in. And then your job is to kind of do a 10-minute set and then introduce the other comedians, um, get the energy up. So 
and the front row there are these two women um that look they're wearing the same t-shirt and they look similar and i'm just like oh are you guys sisters and they were just like um no we are dating (gasps) (laughs) i don't have a joke for that uh which is one of those things that i was at the time i was not equipped enough to like recover from like now i feel like i could play that in a fun way that it would have been fine but i remember just freezing and just being like oh am i in trouble (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one um I remember now it was George Wallace. Um, George Wallace, amazing mm. kind of funny. legendary comedian. Mm. Um, he dropped in, and so I was hosting. And the headliner, the main comedian for the night, was on stage. And um, and then the owner of the club comes to me because I'm hosting. He says, "Hey, George Wallace is here. Um, let him go up after Byron finishes." And I was like, "Okay, sure." And so Byron gets off stage. Byron actually brings George Wallace on stage. Big big applause. Everybody's very excited to see him. And so I'm just kind of sitting off stage waiting because i don't know how long george wallace is going to do because this is not our it's not in the plan so he's just on stage i'm just waiting for him to finish then i'll go up and tell everybody good night and so he's on stage and he is telling jokes and he just kind of keeps looking around and uh and he kind of will finish a joke then he'll look around (laughs) and then finally after a few more of those he kind of he just stops and he goes where is the host and then he just starts (laughs) Going on this rampage about like hey, when I hosted at comedy clubs, I was respectful and I was always sitting. And I'm sitting right there; he just can't see me. But now I like don't know should I stand up and go up there? He's still kind of talking at me, but very convenient. And I'm just sitting there having no idea what to do. And um, I just remember apologizing to him afterwards, and he was just like he was very nice, but he's I was just like very embarrassed. Um, so there's lots of moments like that that are fun memories, but at the time you're just like, yeah, I just was not, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the longer you do it, the more equipped you are for things like that. But That's lots awesome. of stuff like that. I also did a show for two people one time. It was an event and two, two. people showed up. It was one, one couple. And at one point during my set, the husband raised his hand. And I said, yes, you usually don't raise your hand at a comedy show. Uh, <laughs> And he said, I'm so sorry, but I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom. You can just keep telling the jokes to my wife. And I said, "Uh, absolutely not. You are 50% of the audience. We will just wait for you. (laughs) (laughs) And so we just stopped the show. No way. Because he's half the crowd. What? Oh, my gosh. That is great. That is funny. So, Andrew, what's it like backstage at comedy clubs? We we heard that you're quite the diva backstage so and you want a certain oh. atmosphere and mm-hmm. you know how you want your food prepared and white linen and mm-hmm. those things. What's that? What's that like for you? Yeah. If my charcuterie board does not <laughs> meet my standards, I will dump it all in the toilet and leave. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, it's a, well, it's so different from event to event. I mean, there's some events that are, super nice you know fundraisers where they have these crazy budgets and you go back to the green room and you're just like hey how could i ever even look and see what all this stuff is Mm -hmm. and then sometimes you're in a comedy club and they're like actually you're paying for your own food if you want some (laughs) um it just is so different from event to event one time i was doing a church event and my green room was the mother's nursing 
area. Sure. Okay. All right. So it's just wow. a room where the women breastfeed their babies. <laughs> and I remember just like not wanting to sit on any of the couches. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just remember kind of just standing in the middle of the room looking around like, is there like a wooden chair I can sit in? <laughs> I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Wooden. It feels like I shouldn't even be in here at all. Like, is there? Oh, I think I just boy. sat on the floor against the wall. I was like, I'll just sit. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But the the green rooms at comedy clubs are the most fun because it's always you know other comedians in there, and that's that's always a blast. Whether there's food or not, it's just kind of hanging out with comedians. Yeah. Are all the comedians like jockeying? Like are you like going back and forth and like, like teasing? And, yeah. Like, are the stakes pretty high yeah. backstage? It just depends. It totally depends on who's there. Um, so if it's like a standard headliner show, usually it's, you know, the host, the feature, and the headliner, and then maybe one other. So it's just three or four, and you're together for a whole weekend. So it's the first night everybody kind of meets each other, and then by the last night everybody's friends and going out to eat. Or sometimes the headliner just really wants to, um, if I'm featuring the headliners, just very much – you can tell they're working on stuff and they just need to not be bothered. And then you just kind of leave them alone. But mm. a lot of times what we do at the laughing skull, which is kind of my home club is all these just uh, best of Atlanta showcases where there'll be like eight of us and we all do 10 minutes. And so those are the most fun because you're only on stage for 10 minutes, but you're hanging out in the green room with seven other comedians That's for fun. three hours. Um, and then it's a lot of whatever you'd imagine a room full, tiny room full of comedians would be like, <laughs> and, uh, it's a lot of fun that's awesome okay i think your mom told me this and i'm not sure if you can talk about it or not but i heard that you <laughs> tried out <laughs> you started so off many... with my mom i know <laughs> your mom told your me your mom this. told me this <laughs> <laughs> i i think i heard that you tried out for snl is that accurate um i did uh i did kind of i is very mysterious um so the montreal comedy festival i was telling you about just for laughs so after that um, it's kind of one of those things where you go and all of the comedy industry from LA and New York come to Montreal for that week. And so at the new face showcases, a lot of the executives and people that work for those comedy central Netflix and NBC or comedy departments are going to those events to look at the new comedians that have been chosen. And so I got a lot of really cool opportunities right after that. One of them was, I just got an email when I got home from, it was like from like a Gmail email address <laughs> and it was so unofficial feeling. And it just said, Hey, can you be in New York city to do a show this Monday night, like next Monday night in hell's kitchen for a Saturday night live audition. And I was just like, this does not feel, this feels like I'm going to get to New York city and <laughs> yeah, somebody's just going to get mugged to my house. On or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're getting punked. Uh -huh. So I, yeah. So I forwarded it to my manager, who I had just signed because I met my manager at the festival. Also, so this is like my first email to them for like other than like welcome to the team. And I was like, hey, this isn't real, is it? He goes, that is real. That is how they ask you. Wow. And I was just like, okay. So I got to go to New York next week. Like, yeah, you need to go to New York next week. It's uh it's a showcase. They're looking for writers and. Um, on-screen talent and they're probably looking at you as a writer based on what we know about you and your acting ability <laughs> uh, thanks so yeah. 
you should go. You should do it. I mean, it's it's a long shot, but you should go do it. So I went and um, I booked a ticket to New York, and I went and I showed up at uh, uh, UCB Hell's Kitchen, and I was backstage, and I saw a few of the other people from Montreal that I that I knew, so I had a few familiar faces. But it was like five stand-up comedians, and then like ten like character actors, like improvisers that would be like easily suited to like actually be on the show as cast mm. members probably. And, uh, so everybody had, I think six minutes. And so the comedians, they said, just do your stand up, And then the character actors, they had to do like four characters for like a minute each or something where they would have to just do a quick wardrobe change, come back out and be somebody else. Wow. And so I remember it's, so I remember that it was fun. It was a sold out show. And I remember my set went well, it wasn't, it wasn't electric. It wasn't like a, 10 out of 10 but it was solid and uh then I never heard anything from anybody but I don't apparently I auditioned for Saturday Night Live <laughs> <laughs> none of my that's other cool got it either, so that's felt, very cool felt, yeah that's a bummer yeah it was a huge honor just to get asked yeah, yeah that's so cool maybe you're still in their pipeline too mm-hmm. there's they still mm-hmm. never know yeah yeah they're watching you that's probably, right maybe they were at MomCon right. you're gonna get another <laughs> mysterious email that's right yeah <laughs> Except it'll be a yeah, hotmail. They're everywhere. <laughs> it'll be Lauren from Michaels. it'll be from Yahoo. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gmail is Gmail old school. I still have a Gmail email no. address. Well, it's normally it's just, just generic. I'd be like at SNL. I would have expected it to be from like NBC. NBC. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Peacock or something yeah. that's not just one that anybody could make. You know, <laughs> so that is wild. That isn't is because yeah. imagine how many people don't show up. Because they think it's bogus. Sure, right? sure. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe not. And I mean, I did have an inkling that it might be real because I just got back from that festival where I knew yeah. that they were. So it did. The timing of it all made sense. Mm-hmm. But I was just thrown by the informality, and there was no, there was no like, we saw you at Just for Laughs and thought you were great. There was no like wooing. <laughs> it was just like, hey, if, if you want to be, if you want to do it, you got to be here at this time. And right. <laughs> so crazy Andrew what was COVID like for you you did a lot of um Mm. zoom comedy bits I know you did one for us which we were super grateful for that and just what is what does humor teach you what have you learned about yourself with this new role in your life yeah it was a lot of this it was a lot of talking to the camera Mm -hmm. uh, it made me I mean it, it made me super grateful for the ability to be on stage or something you take for granted of like, oh, of course we'll always be able to be in rooms with people and hear each other laugh, and then it goes away, and you're trying to find creative ways of still being able to uh, make a living. Um, <laughs> and it was, I was so um, surprised and humbled by how many groups, like you guys, reached out and were like, "Would you be willing to do something virtual for us?" Um, a lot of them were, you know, it was a lot of corporate meetings where normally they would do a banquet and a team building thing but now they had to do a virtual so they would hire comedians to come on and do a set um which it was it was always fun when they would do it live where i could see everybody's faces and actually hear people laugh um you guys just had me tell jokes to uh <laughs> yep. that is impossible yep there you go uh, it was so yeah uh, but uh, but I will say I got so much positive feedback from the mops and from all the MomCon viewers. Like I got so many nice messages. They were like, "Hey, we just want to let you know we did laugh." It was Good. Funny. None, none of them um, made your folder. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I uh, 
That's awesome. Um, we should before we start recording. I was telling them about my. Uh, I have a special folder of my negative reviews that I've gotten over the years. Uh, <laughs> we can read some more if we have time later. <laughs> um, so great. But uh, but yeah, the virtual stuff ended up being really fun. I actually, I'm, I have a, I'm still doing some, which is fun because um, I I'm in I have a show in Phoenix next week. But in my hotel room before I go to the show, I have a virtual gig, so I have both. Wow! So I get to in my hotel. Room a virtual gig and then go to my in-person gig That's so awesome. all about doubling down on look at you so i hope they so good okay, okay Andrew, i have a question oh go, oh go ahead mandy go ahead. well go i was ahead. just gonna say i want to talk about your podcast because i was traveling one weekend and listened like i binge listened <laughs> to it but <laughs> i started listening to it i was at an airport and i was legitimately like laughing out loud and people were looking at me probably wondering what in the world was going on but it is so funny so funny and one of my favorite parts of your podcast is how you and Aaron are so committed to potential sponsors and how you pour your heart and soul into really delivering content to show potential sponsors (laughs) what you can do how you can deliver that's right so we decided to write you an ad oh awesome just as a little um you know, way uh, to show our listeners how skilled you are. That's at, fantastic. And thank you so much. Yeah, our podcast is called No Worries If Not. I do it with uh, another, my comedian friend, Aaron Tuning. And it's like Mandy said, we'd started a new podcast. We didn't have any sponsors. So we decided we would just write our own ads for <laughs> fake companies and showcase our ability to read advertisements so that mm-hmm. when the real sponsors hear it, they'll be like, oh, we want to get in on that. That's right. That's right. Did it, uh, but, did it but work? We've had so much fun writing the ads for each other to read. I'm honestly not even sure if we're open to real sponsors at this point. <laughs> it would ruin the whole thing. <laughs> writing them for each other. And our whole goal is to make the other person break as they're reading because we don't read them ahead of time. So you read it live. Wow. On the So I'm honored. So you wrote one for me. We to read did. We did. Mm-hmm. And okay. we're really excited. I wrote one for you to read. Also. What? Fantastic. Okay. Oh, this so, is exciting. So, all right. Do you want to send it in the chat? Sure. Is I that can the do best that. way? If you do not feel comfortable <laughs> with this airing, <laughs> we will cut it out. <laughs> but it's hey. brilliant. Is This is some good writing. Here's, okay. Here's the thing. It's a it's a great disclaimer because I'm like, well, I have not read this, so this has that's this is true. All on you. It's all us. It's true. This is true. All right, here we go. Okay, guys, I'm really stoked about this product. As you know, I'm about to get married, and I want to make the wedding night a night to remember. Oh my gosh! Uh, since I am so inexperienced in the bedroom, and my mom never included the no pants dance in our homeschool curriculum. I asked my Dungeons and Dragons team for some tips on how to conquer my bride's castle so she can slay my dragon. I this is I didn't know we were allowed to get this risque. I would have done a whole different ad for you. They've recommended a product that's cured Chris Hemsworth acclaimed role as Thor. That product is these fruits. Men's sexy lingerie. For the first time, the fruit isn't forbidden. You might show up to the hotel room dressed to the nines in your rented tuxedo and winkle pickers. But really, what really matters is what happens when the clothes come off and you want to undress to impress. In this modern world, <laughs> these fruits are turning the tables and no longer is the pressure on women to be the only one to show up sexy on your wedding night. As men, you might think your only choice is between boxers or briefs, but this product is changing the way you gird your loins with these fruits. You won't just show up big, you'll show up huge, padding inserts included. 
It's like a hype squad for your privates. Avoid a solo cruise on Lake Flaccid with these fruits, men's sexy lingerie, and get your bedazzled banana hammocks today. Like Thor, the god of thunder, give her the fruit of boom. These fruits at you, but confident. P.S. This ad is approved by my dad, famous pastor Andy Singer. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you really nailed that. And he, and he read really that last line exactly through. how we wanted yeah. you to read it. I thought I was going to have to like, really behave myself on this podcast, but you guys are wild. No, <laughs> never. This is great. What did you think about that? That was really good. I'm very impressed. I know how hard it is to write these, and that was really well thought out, unique. And yeah, the trick to these I've learned, you guys did a great job, is I, I spend time on synonyms.com. Because every time I think of a word, I'm like, I bet there's a funnier word to make <laughs> say. And uh, yeah, you guys nailed it. Thank that, you. That was Lake our thing fancy. for uh, curriculum. Avoid a solo cruise on Lake Flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedy. That's just yeah. comedy writing. You guys are great. Okay, Mandy, um, you, do you want to Okay, yes, please. And I'm a really easy laugh, so. Oh, boy. We'll keep it together. Man, you keep it together. No. Oh wow! Okay. Did I see urine? Oh, what's happening? Okay. Well, Tickle your <laughs> Mandy. Keep it together. Don't read it before. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Oh, can you see it? Is that big enough? Attention, moms. Does your kid wet the bed? Sure. It was cute at first, but now he's fourteen, and we really need to get. Oh my word! We really need to get a handle on this before. Start God. over. <laughs> first line. <laughs> Okay. Maybe <laughs> <clears throat> Janala needs to read I know. it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. No, okay. she's got it. <laughs> Attention, moms. Does your kid wet the bed? Sure, it was cute at first, but now he's 14, and we really need to get a handle on this before college. But what can be done? Probably nothing, right? Wrong. Introducing. <laughs> Introducing Tinkle Ferrets. Our ferrets are highly trained to detect your child, to detect when your child is about to pee the bed. As soon as our sleek weasel's urine senses start oh to Okay. Mandy, t- tinkle, tinkle ferrets are not going to buy another advertisement. I know. I know. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> our ferrets are highly trained to detect when your child is about to pee the bed. As soon as our sleek weasel's urine senses start tingling, he bites your child on the toe, waking them up before they ruin another pair of sheets. Take your tinkle ferret to your kid's next sleepover. Our little guy will patrol the whole room and bite <laughs> And by any kid that had too much brain. (laughs) (laughs) And by any kid that had too much sprite with dinner before they create a devastating situation on the air mattress. (laughs) (laughs) But wait. We're not even halfway through, so. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. But wait, there's I want to more. Learn more about tinkle ferrets. <laughs> yes, there's more. Too. Tinkle ferrets aren't just for kids. <laughs> oh lord! Oh, no. oh lord! No! 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 Leanna! No. 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 <laughs> no. Okay. No. 
They aren't no. just for kids. Take one to your okay. Take one to your grandmother's nursing home. And I'll be oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <Not right>. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be biting old wrinkly feet all day. Once your child or grandmother has been sufficiently conditioned slash frightened to not wet the bed anymore, you can return your tinkle ferret to us and we'll send them on to the next family. We do not recommend keeping them as pets once they're finished with their task. If our ferrets don't have a job to do, they get very frustrated and start biting the toes of people with empty bladders. Hi. <laughs> I'm Andy. Personally endorse this product, and I'm excited to announce Tickle Ferrets as a sponsor for MomCon 2022. There'll be a booth full of ferrets in the exhibit hall for you to hold. Order now with promo code MOPS for 20% off your first Tinkle Ferret rental. Tinkle Ferrets, a little bite, a little bit of pain for no more stain. That was excellent. <laughs> well done. Thank well you, done. Oh, yeah, that I mean, brilliant. Excellent. Brilliant. Oh, my gosh. It's a real solution. Tinkle Ferrets, and what is the name of y'all's product? Dee's Fruits. Dee's Fruits. Dee's Fruits. Tinkle Fruits. Ferrets and Dee's Fruits. That's a pretty good ad lineup for, for yeah, this episode. Absolutely. So any sponsors, potential sponsors <laughs> out there. That's what you, yeah. Yes. I mean, we might be crying through the ad read, but oh we, we'll, we'll get the ad read done. Right. That was hilarious. It's emotional. You know? It is. It really is. <laughs> right to the heart. And you feel so I'm probably going to make, I'm probably going to make Aaron read that one on the next episode. Honestly. You have That's to. a good one. You That's a really to. good one. It's going to have to sponsor ours also. <laughs> Two words you never thought you'd put together, you know, tinkle and ferret. Mm -hmm. just, That's really all it takes to make a great fake product is just, you could almost do a random word generator and then the idea just comes straight from that. Okay. <laughs> oh so. man. Did, did that word, um, the winkle picker, does that, does oh, that yeah. bring back memories I, I for remember. you? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Huge. I honestly, so... <laughs> Before I went on stage, or actually in our pre-MomCon meeting, you guys said that all the speakers were getting code words mm -hmm. that they had to sneak into their messages. Mm -hmm. And I was given a couple options, and I fully intended to do one. But once I got on stage and started going, I just completely zoned out of that and <laughs> stayed in the pocket. <laughs> That's why we wove it in there, just uh -huh. so you could redeem. Mm -hmm. okay. so redeem I I'm glad that you remember because I do feel some shame that I wasn't yeah. able to perform. To perform, yes. <laughs> do you Undress to impress. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do you remember what a winkle picker is? I forgot. You did tell me, They're... but I'm scared to Google it. <laughs> Yeah, I would be. You too. should be. They're yeah. fancy shoes. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. I still feel like I'm not going to Google it, but I'll, I'll be sure she to. She could be lying to you. Start using it in conversation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So how do you normally transition out of these ads? <laughs> it's pretty tough. Usually when we have a guest come in, we don't make the guest sit through that. So usually we'll do that in our intro, and then we'll be like, all right. Thank you to, you know, Tinkle Ferrets for sponsoring this interview with Mike Soroka or whatever, whatever it is. Oh, gosh. And then we talk to somebody about something unrelated. But, yeah, we don't really have a good theme for our podcast. We just talk to interesting people. We had, like, a, we had a former Disney princess who talked all about the inside crazy Ooh. Disney stuff. We've had That's a bunch cool. of Major League Baseball players. We had a guy who owns a meadery in atlanta that makes mead 
Oh, which wow. we didn't even know what that was. Uh, all kinds of weird, weird stuff, but we have a lot of fun. That is fun. Do you awesome. have Do you have some legit sponsors now? We don't. It's it's. We've actually had some people reach out about legit sponsoring, but we're kind of like, ah, we're just gonna keep doing these fake ones for a <laughs> it's while. So it's so like funny. Most, so it's our funny. favorite part of the whole podcast. It's so great. Yeah. Eventually, we it needs to justify spending hours on this every week. I <laughs> <by> actually <laughs> getting a return, but for now, it's just for fun. And uh, we'll see. It's great. So good. good. Yeah, maybe once MomCon 22 starts up, we can start. Uh, we'll start doing some ads for you guys. There you, you go. Should. There and you go. We would love yeah. that. Sad. Andrew, thanks for coming to MomCon. Oh my goodness, I had so much fun. It was truly one of my favorite shows ever. Good. Uh, All we, those ladies—they loved you. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was yeah. great. Did you get any uh, negative emails from anything? Uh, tons. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you? I yeah. would be surprised. All the. All the homeschooling. Uh, they were super offended. They were so offended. Yeah. Never bring him back. Never. I get some. I get plenty of those. Really? I'll re- I, I save them in a folder. No, we didn't get any. <laughs> what? What's the worst one you've gotten? Oh, let me let me pull it up. This oh, <laughs> makes me so happy. We didn't get any. No, we didn't. Let's, well, I I'm glad you didn't get any. But if, if you did, I wouldn't want. They just sent it. You want to you want to add them right. to the folder? Yeah. Yeah. I did a, do you, are you familiar with Disciple Now, like the student oh, yeah. camps? So I did one mm-hmm. in somewhere in Alabama, and the pastor was like, Andrew, I hope this is okay, but we got this negative review that we just really think you'll enjoy. <laughs> and and I was like, oh, I'm sure I will. And they said, uh, it's from this lady that we knew was going to have a problem with any comedy that we did, but... Um, so here's what it was. It, it was a survey they sent out to all the parents of the kids. And this question was, do you have any feedback for the student staff regarding Disciple Now 2021? And she said, uh, all was very organized, and especially the care regarding food allergies. Would not recommend having Andrew Stanley back again. His jokes were either inappropriate in content or aimed at making students who are already alienated at FBCT, homeschoolers, even more of freaks. That is not appreciated. And ridiculing others should not be the goal of comedy. He did not seem to alienate the jocks or cheerleaders, but just the homeschoolers. We watched his act online, and honestly, he is not funny. I don't care who his dad is. <laughs> Whoa. Man, that last line, she really meant that. Yeah. I don't care who yeah, your daddy is. That one hit home. Wow. <laughs> My favorite is that she mentions the allergies at the beginning. Right, right. Right. They did do the allergies really well. Yeah, you did a good job there. Let me segue this real smooth. I know. They already feel like freaks, and he made him feel like bigger super freaks. Totally. Yes, and so next year I'm going to ridicule the cheerleaders. That's fair. And the jocks. Seems to be what she wants. Right, right. Found it out. Or those with food allergies. Right. Yeah. You know, you know who sucks? Kids that are allergic to stuff. <laughs> what a downer. Don't. Yeah. I, have, I have one question we can use to close if we want to, guys. Perfect. I don't know yeah. Good, but, okay, I'm, I really am genuinely curious. So you're telling jokes. To, like You are in the sea of humanity, Andrew. Like, What have you learned getting up and telling jokes and delivering material to people about humans and just what it means to be human and what is comedy kind of helped expose about us as humans to you? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. Um, it's, I, and I was so intimidated when I started 
May, one of the mainly because I've grown up in such a you know I didn't probably didn't realize it at the time, but in such a bubble of you know white straight Christian world where growing up in the suburbs, that's all my circle was people like me, and then I went to college and was in a fraternity with a bunch of people like me, and then I started doing stand and I started working at a company literally called Southern Company. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> diverse, but it's still a lot of people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, once I started doing stand-up, I started getting around people from all different backgrounds and ethnicities and, you know, cultures. And and I, I was I was nervous at first because I'm like, oh, these people are going to think I'm judging them once they find out I'm a preacher's kid. And, um, but you learn that everybody kind of wants the same things and everybody relates to a lot of the same things. And especially doing stand-up in comedy clubs in front of, you know, I love comedy clubs as a place to perform the most now because it's the most diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. It's people of all ages and backgrounds. And if you can make a joke work in front of a group like that, you know, it's good because it's, it's not, you know, it's not just moms or something. Um, <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and I think what I've learned about, a, you know, humans is that we all for the most part, like the same stuff and we enjoy the same type of, you know, similar things make us all laugh, which is, and, and laughter is what kind of brings a whole room full of people together, no matter how different they are. And that's, that's been really fun to learn and experience. And also just for me to get out of my comfort zone and, and realize I have more in common with people that I probably would have been scared to be around when I was in high school or college. Mm-hmm. I love that. love that. Brilliant. Well, Andrew, it's been so fun getting to hang with you. Same we're hoping here. you're yeah, going to come to MomCon 2022 Two. mm-hmm. in San yeah, Diego. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I might record a comedy special. That's the best audience in the world. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I want to release an album called Andrew Live from MomCon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. Smart man. Yeah. Uh, that would Roaring be amazing. Crowd. Yeah. That's right. That would be amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. You've been one of our faves for sure. For sure. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Hey friends, thank you for joining us for Moms Unscripted, a production of Mops International. A quick reminder that opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent the organization. For more information on today's episode, please visit mops.org backslash Moms Unscripted podcast for show notes. And join us again next week for another unscripted conversation around the Mops table.